Greetings from our Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Sunday, June the 5th, 2022. Pastor Scott Gordon continues his study on healthy habits with motivation. I must tell you that this podcast got cut off short because the uh, recording didn't fully complete. So today we have an abbreviated sermon. Enjoy. As we continue our emphasis in healthy habits and strengthening these habits for our lives and our life together as our Lord's church. Now, I know I mentioned this probably a couple of weeks ago personally, but when we look at today's uh, message and talk about a a motivated uh, expectation, has anybody ever been unmotivated? I mean, is, is there just the, the, the morning that you get up or you get halfway through the day and the motivation quits? And so we find ourselves and, and, and we, we go, oh, okay, you know, either I know what I have to do and, and just don't have the focus I need or I know what I have to do, I can see it and I just don't have the wherewithal to get up and do it and go for it and all of these kinds of things. And oftentimes we think, well, well, here's what we need. We just need a a specific expectation set before us. Most of us would call that maybe we need a deadline. Talking with a friend this week, we were talking about getting things signed up here and there and different stuff. It says, you know what? I find I respond better when I have a deadline. That's an expectation. And it's like we were looking at this morning in our Sunday school class and and using a video from Alistair Beggs, one of my preaching heroes. Um, you know, one of those wonderful men from Scotland who preaches still with his Scottish brogue, though he's been in the States for decades and pastors here in the U.S. and all of these things. But he started talking about a, a, a level of anticipation and, and expectation uh, for living the Christian life. And, and those come in the midst of maybe challenges. And we find even ta- talking about the end times that, that we don't always look forward to. And, and we tend to think, well, maybe it's just the people trying to make the predictions. And everybody trying to make the predictions of when the world's going to end. Or when Jesus is coming back, it's like next Tuesday, he said. Because if you were to try to make the prediction and write the book that Jesus is coming back in 2,000 years, who's going to buy the book? I mean, what relevance could that possibly have for me? And so there's an immediacy of an expectation that often moves us into a motivation. Often when we think about motivation, we think about motivational speeches. And for some reason or another, that always comes down to sports. Or maybe even sports movies. I want you to watch one of my favorite motivational speeches here uh, from a, 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 well, just let's show that. Tradition in tournament play, not talk about the next step until you've climbed the one in front of you. 
sure going to the state finals is beyond your wildest dreams, so let's just keep it right there. Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Okay? Normandale, Little Hickory High School, that no account out of the way high school in Indiana in that whole idea of a story to go on and get, and they do get to the state finals. The thing that absolutely amazed me about the rest of that aspect of the movie, I don't know why this sticks out, they get into whatever the arena is that they're playing the state finals in, it's like a stadium. And they walk out onto the court, and he has somebody, one of his assistant coaches, bring out a tape measure. And he said, would you go over there and hook that on that rim and pull that to the ground? How high is that rim? He goes over there and measures it 10 feet. And he asks his team, how high is the rim back in our gym at our school? 10 feet. He says, we're playing on the same court, fellas. And we are too. We are in that situation. When we find ourselves, we may look at ourselves individually. We may look at ourselves as a church, as some kind of small and maybe inconsequential on the radar of maybe nobody that is out there. But we are commissioned by our king for the glory of his name and the sake of his kingdom. We are called to go. And to serve one another, to serve others. And that's where we turn to Romans chapter 12. The very first verse is one that is familiar, so familiar. It reads like this. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Other translations read right there, this is your reasonable service of worship. And we're going to see as we continue looking today at that expectation that is set before us and the motivation that Scripture gives us to fulfill our calling that the concept of service and worship walk hand in hand so many times. In fact, I think it would be, I may be jumping off the edge of the stage here, so to speak, or falling off a ledge, but I'm going to go there. That if we are not motivated or focused on our calling to serve, that we really don't understand worship. If we are unwilling to worship together in all aspects of our lives and in giving praise to God, then we 
have no wonder in the question that we have of what is service. Because they walk hand in hand. When we focus ourselves on worship, we will find the door open as God leads us to serve. As we dedicate ourselves to serve, we find ourselves presenting our bodies as living sacrifices, which is worship. And so let's keep that in mind because it says in Psalm 100 in verse 2. I'd almost read the entire thing. It's so short, but I'm just going to read verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. And I can't tell you how many choruses and hymns have been written on that verse alone. You've probably got one or two tunes going through your mind right now. Keep that song in front of you as we continue to focus here. I'm going to take this week and next as I've been studying and especially uh, the, the main text that I've been using, Don Whitney's wonderful book uh, on these aspects of the Christian life and strengthening uh, these habits for us. I'm going to take a couple of weeks and look at the motivation for service. To be able to find, we go, you know, sometimes I just need that encouragement. I need that reminder. I, I need that help. You know, it's not often enough to just say, I'm going to be, you know, bulldog determined to do it. And I'm going to motivate myself because that may not sustain us. But as we turn to scripture, we're going to find this week three and next week another three motivations for our service. And so we begin with the one that we often neglect or we tend to marginalize and our motivation for service is obedience is obedience. Now we often think of that, we go, wait, and, and I'm going to tie all this together in a minute. So the, the one aspect you're thinking about that is often mistaken for a motivation of obedience, we're going to get to here in just a second. But we must understand that while we go, it's not all about a duty, it is about a calling and a responsibility that our Lord has given us. And we find it very poignantly pointed out for us in the book of Deuteronomy. In chapter 13 and verse 4, we see these words, You must follow the Lord your God and fear Him. You must keep His commands and listen to Him. You must worship Him and remain faithful to Him. And so as we find early on in God's relationship with his people, an aspect of the establishment of that relationship is God calling us to obedience. If we are to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him, that's a response of obedience. That is a response of saying God has established the direction for those who wish to honor him, to be one of his children, is to be evidenced through our lives saying what Jesus said we will do, what Jesus said we will not do, we will avoid, and we will find ourselves with our goal intact as we have began and, and continued through this study to train ourselves in godliness and to pursue holiness. And why do we do that?
For more information about Clay Tallon, please visit us online at www.claybap.org.